and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week, we're talking about 10 things I hate about you. Oh, chef's kiss. Wow. <laughs> That's love right. this Audi- movie. I love it. And obviously, our audience, uh, our patrons on Patreon liked it too, because this is audience choice. This this was a landslide victory. Yeah, like as the other it ones should be. As did not it even should be. Register. Yeah. Oh, what a class. I love this movie so much. It holds up. I'm just so excited to talk about it. Oh, my God. Okay, great. Okay, is this a movie you watched a lot? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say a lot, but I'm very familiar with it and, like, more familiar with it than I would have thought. Like, I was going through, I was like, oh, yeah, this scene and this scene and that and that. <laughs> and I was just like... Oh, this was charming. This was good. And like, yeah, the the kind of like uh, the musical number uh, or whatever, where he's like trying to win her back. I was like, oh, yeah, no, this holds up. This is this this, <laughs> this is romantic. I like this a lot. But yeah, it's uh, it, I think it's like I would go so far as to say it's like the the top sort of teen movie of that time. Does that make sense? Yeah, I do. It's it's absolutely up there for sure, and I think it's what I would say it's one of the ones that holds up the best. Yeah, because like I used to watch like like uh, definitely like she's all that was in there for me. But yeah. you watch she's all that now, and you're like, all right, well, just gonna put on my <laughs> nostalgia blinders really quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some uh, yeah. Not not every movie holds up. Yeah, fair. But that's enough. fine. We can still enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, how, like, how would you describe the plot since, since you've obviously seen it more than me? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is ta- the Taming of the Shrew, right? Like this yeah. is an, this is a Shakespeare adaptation. Um, so basically we have two sisters. Um, one is, yeah, we're going to talk about that by the way, that she's young. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a younger sister and an older sister and the older sister being the shrew, okay, or just doesn't really want to socialize with assholes, um, as I would like to say. Um, <laughs> basically, it, their dad won't let either of them date, and then he gets this idea going of like, okay, the younger sister can date when the older sister dates. And the younger sisters, uh, you know, the, the snack of the high school, really. Um, so guys manipulate um, other guys to take, like another man to take her out. And he ends up, of course, you know, kind of falling for her. She finds out later, falls out with that. And then, you know, a dick gets punched. And it's just really... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've got Cameron and then Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Heath Ledger. So Heath Ledger's dating Julia Stiles. Like, this yes. is a fucking stacked movie, too. Like, what, Oh, this what movie everyone... is stacked. Absolutely. He's <laughs> so stacked. Oh, it's a teenage dream, really. It it, it pulls me right back. It, it uh, There's just and so many details. I've really glossed over a lot, but we're definitely going to talk about everything in detail for sure. <laughs> yeah, and Joe pays Heath Ledger's character to date Julia Stiles' character, Kat, so that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character can date Bianca, but Joe wants to date Bianca as well. I think that's kind of like the gist It's Shakespeare, of the, baby! Uh, <laughs> and we'll get into that, too. Uh, <laughs> and we're definitely going to talk about the villains in 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, but first, we'd like to thank our sponsor for today's episode. So we're talking about 10 Things I Hate About You, but speaking of other movies, Rebecca, Josie and the Pussycats. What are your oh, thoughts on Josie the Pussycat? That's just another chef's kiss. You know it is. I had the soundtrack. You know I had the soundtrack growing up. That was great. Yeah, and it's a movie that uh, like you maybe think that you won't like when you first see it, and then you watch it, and you realize there is so much else going on, which is why like it, it's so much more than it first appears, which is why I absolutely love our sponsor for today's episode, the book called Best Movie Ever, which is an oral history of the production of the 2001 movie Josie and the Pussycats, and just like how it has become this cult classic. It's written by uh, Russ Burlingame, and he's been an entertainment journalist for 20 years and has written this book to sort of like you know, interview cast and crew and friends of all, all these things and like really give you the story about like what happened here. Uh, it, it's absolutely, it, it's crazy. It's available at josiebook.com uh, and, as well as Amazon and some other things. 
Yeah, we also got uh, Air, the uh, producer Mark Guggenheim uh, of Arrow and Troll Hunters called Best Movie Ever a tour de force oral history where every page is filled with joy. That's a uh, that's an endorsement if I've ever heard of one. That's a so big if you one. guys uh, if you guys want to get your copy of Best Movie Ever, uh, you can get that at josiebook.com and enter the coupon code VILLAIN at checkout to get 25% off your purchase. That's josiebook.com and enter the code VILLAIN. Um, du jour means FBI because of planes. And now it is time for our regular content, which is who are the villains here? Right. <laughs> and why are they right? And <laughs> I think we've got some arguments here. Yeah. <laughs> or at so least I-, I would very much argue that there are some people here that are like, oh, that's the hero. That's the nice guy. And it's like, I'm going to disagree. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to disagree there. So Cameron, who Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think he's quite as charming uh, or innocent in all of this as uh, the movie portrays him to be. How is he not the exact same as Joey? Like, can anyone describe, like, because the whole thing is, is like, sure, he uses lighter language, but he's still like, oh yeah, like that's going in the spank bank. Let's manipulate. Let's get this rich guy on board to pay yeah. this other guy. This wasn't this guy's original plan. This uh, Joey's not a smart man, okay? He no. would have never figured this out on his own. So we've got this guy being like a little puppet master, and then he gets upset halfway through because he's like, oh, well, you know, the girl doesn't want me. She manipulated. Ooh, sad face. She manipulated me. And I'm like, you're manipulating so many people. Like, too many to count. Yes. Uh, um, and here's the thing. So I think another, I think the main villain of this movie, and like, I actually underlined it, Joey, as this is the true villain of this movie. Yes. And then I started thinking about it on exactly the same terms that you just mentioned. And I was like, Joey is abrasive and I wouldn't necessarily want to hang out with him, but I think he does less wrong in this movie than Heath Ledger's character uh, and probably uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character as well. So believe it or not, I have turned myself around as of this morning, as of the morning of this recording, I was like, I was going through my notes and I was like, I think Joey is right. Okay. (laughs) I want to dig into that. You know what? Okay, the only the the spot where I I strongly disagree, and I think it's just because I have Heath Ledger blinders on. The entire time I was like, "Yay, get the girl!" <laughs> like I, it didn't matter what his motive. I was like, "Yes, I want this so bad for both of you." Get I know. Together, and they do have good chemistry in this. That's the thing, right? Oh. Like, we talked about this on romantic comedies before where good chemistry can just like really make you turn a blind eye to a lot of like stuff. And like, if you changed around the casting a little bit. Yeah. And these two like, uh, great together. I, I was rooting for them even as I was like trying to rip them apart, you know? Um, <laughs> I, 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 and I think we would be remiss if we did not mention a third villain or a co- I've got a couple other, actually, I'm going to, mm. I'm going to argue, um, since it is based on the taming of the shrew, uh, I'm going to argue that the movie somewhat intends the shrew to be a somewhat of a villain or an opposing force. So I've got some I've got some arguments uh, for Cat as well, and as well the dad. I, I do want to take a minute to talk about the dad. In oh, this of course, because- well, of course we have to talk about the dad. <laughs> he is definitely like he's. He's a villain in the sense of like he is uh, constantly pushing back on their agenda. Yes. Being like, yeah, no, you can't date. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. Of course, he, gr- you know, he grows as a character. And then, you know, we see at the end, he's like, of course, you can go away across the country to college. I already sent the check. You know, this very dad. <laughs> Love that. But yeah, you know, my favorite is the is the pregnancy stomach. <laughs> Or he makes her uh, carry it around. You you have to feel the weight of your decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Which, honestly, I'm kind of on board for. I know it's like, it's a notch above, but it's this man's job to deliver babies. Yeah. And I could understand how that would be specifically your thing. 
Absolutely. Okay. So I, I mean, <laughs> I agree. First of all, I think this perf- the performance of this is so funny. He does a great <laughs> job. Like he's not in much of the movie, and no. it's it's very funny every time he's on on screen. Uh, let's just I'm gonna dive into the dad a little bit right now because like I think our other villains are a little more major. But like I'm gonna get, so I'm gonna hang this all on uh, one line which he says right at the end which is fathers don't like to admit when their daughters are capable of running their own lives. It means we've become spectators. Bianca still lets me play a few. You've had me on the bench for years. He say, he's saying this to Kat. And this is my defense for everything that he does because he is clearly capable. You, you could argue that it's like tyrannical and like it's, it's um, you know, it's a man telling a woman what she can and can't do, Right which comes across as very, you know, uh, overreaching. But he has shown that he can raise a fiercely independent woman. Kat is a fiercely independent woman in this, Absolutely. Right? Yes, of course. And I would liked- also <laughs> like to make the argument, if I crashed a car into another car, I wouldn't be allowed to go to prom the next week. Okay. <laughs> this guy's kind of chill. He's he kind of chill. Okay. He, he has this one thing he's obsessed about and I get, and I'm not going to say that he's not definitely overstepping. It's too much, but he is not too much in any other way. In any other way. He's very chill. He makes rules on the fly. He's like, okay, we can adjust. We can negotiate. Yeah, and he clearly likes Kat and what she's doing. Because he goes up to her and he's like, make anybody cry today? And she goes, no, but it's only 4.30. And he, like, smirks. Yes, he loves it. He likes it. And this is is my argument for him. So he's imposing all these rules. But he he also reveals right at the end with that quote that I read where... He realizes that it's the girl's choice when they stop listening to him. And that's the game that he's playing, right? Because, like, there is going to be this spectrum between, like, literal helpless baby as a parent, right? Where, like, you can't do anything and you need to listen to your parents because you do not know enough about the world not to run out into traffic or eat poison, right? We all start at that (laughs) point, right? Yeah. So when dad says stop, you stop because... We don't have time to explain to you why running into traffic is bad, right? You just need to stop so you don't get hurt. All the way on the other end of the spectrum, fully formed adult who can make their own decisions. And everything else in between where all the girls, the his daughters exist in this movie is somewhere in between there, right? Yes. And that's that gray area. So I, I called this the Santa Claus scam. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> right, because you... Your parents tell you Santa Claus will bring bring you presents if you're nice, right? If you uh-huh. if you if you do good, or until you figure out through your own development of logic and reasoning that Santa Claus doesn't really make a lot of sense as probably mom and dad. It's a test. Santa mm-hmm. Claus is this test for like, oh, where are you in terms of like questioning your our parents and what we tell you and contrasting that to like what the world actually is right and i think he's doing the same thing so he's he's saying you can't date until you graduate or until you figure out that a man can't actually tell you what you can and cannot do oh i think we're cutting into too deep a little (laughs) i think we're giving him a little more credit than he made to serve but I like it. I like it. It's a good, it's a fun theory. Well, I think, yeah, I kind of get that. I mean, when I was, uh, when I was younger and I was getting, uh, I really wanted my ears pierced. I always wanted my ears pierced. Right. I want my ears pierced. I want my ears pierced. Right. And my mom was like, listen, it hurts so much. She kept telling me, she was like, it is so painful to get your ears pierced. And she kept telling me that and telling me that and telling me that. And finally, when I was like 12, I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care how much it hurts. We're going to go. And she's like, okay, great. And they did my, <laughs> they lined me up and did my first ear. And I looked at my mom and I was like, oh, you suck. Because it did not hurt very much. <laughs> she was like, I just really want to make sure you wanted it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 
so pissed. I just then wonder, Re- I was like, that was fine. Like, <laughs> then Rebecca's coming home with like earrings all up the ear, nose ring, <laughs> lip ring, eyebrow ring. Like, you just go all out. I love the pain. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been missing from my life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's a reach. I do think that he conflates uh, sex with dating, which isn't uh, correct, right? No, no, no. Like, there's definitely, okay, there's definitely things he says that is not right. But in the same thing, it's like, okay, so, like, when when Kat, cra- like, runs her car into Joey's car, which I'm kind of like, you know, I'm for in that moment. I'm kind of like, well. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's... It's not a, it's not wrong, but I'm I, I get it. <laughs> I'm watching that. I'm like I like that. There's there, a part of me that enjoys that. There have definitely. been times where I wish I didn't need my car for things. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like if like, I just had a real piece of shit junker that like I'd be like, this is worth the five hundred bucks it's gonna cost me to ruin this car. Like mm-hmm. just oh double parking. Oh he <laughs> oh. But her answer is just whoops. Like, he's like, whoops. My insurance doesn't cover PMS. Like, and you would go, okay, well, like, that's probably not the correct thing to say. But again, very mild for the situation, I feel like. I'm like, if that's all I got told for that, I'd be like, fucking win. Yeah. (laughs) I do also feel like shitty cars, like, that's the... That's like the way that the poor people can get back at rich people <laughs> is like, I'm not saying run into cars, but like, let's put it this way. If, if, if the door of my uh, Elantra scratches the door of a Lamborghini, I'm not worried about my car. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm like, I'll get a little blue crayon and I'll scratch it in. <laughs> You gotta take it for like ten thousand dollars worth of body work, you know. It's kind of like a, it balances the scales, is what I'm saying. And it, that was a fuck. I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna defend Joey on a lot of stuff, but double parking behind someone who's trying to back out. Oh, fuck boo. off! You got everything you deserve. Boo! You deserve. Oh yeah, and that's why that moment I was like, yeah, like do it. That is such a douchebag move. I mean, he does a lot of douchebag things, but like, you know, he's acting out, obviously. Yeah. So, okay. Can we, uh, you know what I would love to do? Go over Cameron first because I feel like he's worse and you will see the comparison better. Let us bring this hero low. (laughs) Okay. So, first of all, this is a love at first sight situation, which I'm always a little skeptical of because I'm like, you know nothing of this person. Okay. Literally nothing. He hatches this plan before he's even had a conversation with her. Okay, yeah, you're a you're a senior. She is a sophomore. Okay, which is kind of a bump. Let's be honest here. Okay, that's kind of a bump. Grade ten to grade twelve. That's like, that's a bump. Okay. 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 Especially when she says like, "I was the only one invited to prom." I'm like, "There's a reason for that." <laughs> Socially, this isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else kind of stuck with their grade on this one. You know what I mean? I would say it's like, it's the worst, but I'm like, mm, okay, don't love it. All right. So this guy, Cameron picks out this girl and is like, like even just like, oh yeah, she's literally uses the word pure, which sends a chill down my spine. That is, th- that word is chilling to me whenever it's used for like a, 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 uh, a, it's just, it's weird. It, it has I, tones. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to hear pure or purity in pretty much anything. Yeah, pretty, like yeah. <laughs> cocaine, maybe. Uh, <laughs> you know all that cocaine you're in? <laughs> yeah, I think listeners of the podcast probably know I do a lot of cocaine. That seems in line <laughs> with my character. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, so this guy obviously, like, his intentions are not pure. I will say that. I don't think his intentions are pure. Then he lies about knowing French. <laughs> okay. So risking this girl's grade. Okay. Risking your yes. grade. This, this girl needs help. She comes to you for this help. You're tricking her. The first. Okay. Oh, man alive. The first thing he says to her when she sits down is like, well, we could always like. You know, there's different ways to study, like uh, 
like French food. Like we could go to a restaurant Saturday, maybe. I'm like, you haven't taught her a word. Not one word. You've already asked her out. She's allowed to manipulate you at this point. (laughs) She is. That's what you're doing. That's what you're actively doing in this moment. Yes. And and, and I'm going to call it, if you are seeking a French tutor, you are probably aware of what you do not know in French Mm -hmm. and would be very, it would be very obvious to you when someone knows less than you in French. Yeah, I'd say you you probably pick up on that pretty fucking quick. That's a scam that is of right. I took like nine years of French in uh, in uh, school in Ontario, mm-hmm. and let me just tell you the the arrogance of thinking that you could become good enough at it to tutor somebody <laughs> just because you want to is pure hell. I I. It is the second official language of our country, and I cannot speak a goddamn word of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty close. <laughs> pretty close to that. So so we got Cameron. He's he's now, he's, he's lied about being a French tutor, asked her out immediately, which is always the worst. I think we've all been in that situation where it's like, you know, maybe you're talking to a comic and they're like, hey, like, let's go write some jokes or something. And you show up and you're like, oh, those kind of jokes. OK, ah, ah. This is a date. <laughs> shit. Anyway, so that's super disappointing right off the hop. OK, so if she turns this into actually like my dad is going to let me date if somebody dates my sister. True. True. I think that's fine that she put I I I think it's wrong that she did that to her sister. But I don't think she's it's wrong she's doing that to Cam in that moment cuz he's acting like a real D-bag. Yeah. He's acting like a D-bag, all right? So deserved, I think. Then Cam ropes in. Okay, so he tries to rope in um oh, what's his name? Uh Verona. Um he's yeah, Ledger's Patrick, character, Ledger. right? Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tries that he he brings him in. No, no, no. Too scared. Not listening. Will not do it. Then is like, okay, his friend is like, we need a backer. Dick face. He's like, we need a backer. Okay. <laughs> we need a backer. We're gonna get we're gonna get this guy to fund this and pay for this. By the way, there's a real specific reason why I'm calling this guy Dick Face, because I'm gonna tear him down a little later. Because that guy. <laughs> Wow. He actually, I think that guy actually causes the most destruction of anybody in the movie. Okay. He is a tornado of chaos. He facilitates a lot. Well, it's his idea. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's all his idea of like, okay, I'm going to go over to this guy. By the way, one, this guy 100% deserves to have a dick drawn on his face. Like he just deserves that in that moment. I'm like, yes. Okay. Somebody needed to do it. Okay. (laughs) Somebody kicks you out of their club and then you throw, you destroy their home. You throw a rager at this man's party. <laughs> like, you, you don't know, like, at this man's the house. The futures no at NBA. That was an insane. Like, they invade that house. Yes. They invade yes. it. Like, they knock down the door, bring in kegs, smash windows. They fuck it. Like, the cops should have been called. Oh, <laughs> if that's my house, I'm calling the cops on me so fast. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I'm holding a party. Please come. <laughs> this is out of control. But yeah, he's the one that does that, okay? So, and, an, and another so, thing Cameron does is, and I fucking hate this. So he goes to the party. Bianca wants to be with Joey, wants to be with Joey at this party. That's the reason that she goes to this party. Finds out that he's a bit of a boring guy and goes and finds Cameron. And Cameron's so fucking pissy about this. Where it's like, I thought we would get together. It's like, you you thought this party would go a certain way and it didn't. Don't Don't be stupid about it. And then he negs her in the car and like makes like... Like you, just because you're beautiful doesn't mean you can treat people like shit. First of all, Bianca did nothing wrong. She went to a party, thought she was going to like a guy, didn't. That's it. Full stop. Yes. And he's also treating people like shit as well. You're manipulating people also, sir. Yes. Okay, like for your own advantages. Did you like, lie about like... wanting to go sailing with me? Maybe you did, but you lied about 
almost everything else. Like, yes! you lied about French. You lied about uh, uh, hiring somebody to go with my sister and, like, like <laughs> that you've had this psychotic fixation with me since you saw me once in a sundress. Like, yeah. It's- oh, yeah, man. Appar- there is something about the power of sundresses, apparently. Don't even get me started on it. It's great. <laughs> No, it's a hundred percent. That's it's held up very well. It's, it's the it's it's well. fucking kryptonite. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know if it's because it's like bright and like colorful and sunny and light, and you're like that looks like someone's happy. I don't know what it is, but it's just like a certain switch in the brain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but to say Cameron is not, he's not pure of heart at all in my opinion and you know okay you know what scene just really destroyed me (laughs) i just felt so bad okay so it's at the very very end right we're already after prom uh julia styles has found out that she uh you know like this was all a scam and like this man has been paid to take her out devastating right she's sitting outside and her sister goes up to her is like Oh, like you should come sailing with us. It was like so, so, so meaningful to me that you uh, that you went to prom so I could go to prom. And I'm like, you're the one that started all this. You and this guy that's taking you sailing. Neither of you are saying dick all. <laughs> and you guys got this ball rolling. Yeah. Uh, Kat should be mad at Cameron. Yes, for sure. For for doing and I all this, think a little her sister. Although, okay, one problem I have, and this is again, this is kind of like the dirty dancing thing, where I'm like, speak to your, just tell her what happened with Joey right off the top of this movie. <laughs> problem solved. Problem solved. This is different now. I mean, it's not as fun of a movie, but <laughs> yeah, I just say like, just speak, speak on it. Don't let this, don't let this be a regret. <laughs> I, I did like the the line there when they do finally talk of I I didn't I wanted to protect you, uh, but she says by but by not letting me have any experiences of my own and you're like yeah that's the thing like you're gonna get kind of hurt a little bit as you go through this and you can't prevent that right but you're right like if you have a concern just fucking talk about it right that oh, guy's yeah for sure you're on the shit list sir. Okay, yeah. every woman has a shit list and all their friends know who's on the shit list. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So here, I think this is my opportunity to defend Joey in some mm. regard here. Okay. Uh, okay, so what I will say is, so, so we started off with, it's clear Joey is also interested in Bianca, Right. Mm-hmm. And we have this sort of douchebaggy scene that's supposed to set him up as this this horrible guy for the whole movie where one of his friends like, I bet you can't date Bianca. It's like, I bet you can't. And you're like, oh, this is going to be one of those sleazy bet sort of things. But no, 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 no. What does Joey say? He goes, money I got, this I'm going to do for fun. Which seems grosser at first until he's you realize like what he's saying is i'm going to date this girl not for any ulterior reason other than i'm going to enjoy the process of dating her which is exactly what you should do for dating you should be oh, in it like it's worse if they're if money's changing hands yes yes absolutely he's like i'm going to i'm i'm just going to date her for fun that's exactly why you should be dating anybody <laughs> 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 because it's fun and you want to get into these people i would and say I would especially say, in high school <laughs> yes yes um although again i would like just once more to note that i don't love that again she's a sophomore <laughs> okay fair enough there there's a weird age thing i'm i'm largely and you bet ba- you you've had sex with her sister <laughs> right a little strange that is a little that is also a little strange but another point I want to make is uh, it sucks for Kat that somebody is being paid to go out with her. Right? That's the of sucky part. Of course. Right. I think there is a level of removal from being the one. I don't think him paying is necessarily the worst thing in the world. Because, like... And and hear hear me out here, because <laughs> we all accept that there are certain expenses or outlays that you need to do in order to facilitate a date, and not in like a weird, creepy way. I mean, like 
you you buy a corsage or you bribe the the guy at the planetarium to let you in there alone you know like or you, you know what i mean like yeah. there's these things that like clear the way and like it's fine that you spent money on that I sort of view that as like a, I'm spending some money to clear the way because these are the rules that I need in order to take out your daughter, right? Like, like if if someone was like, well, no one's taking out my daughter uh, unless you're, you know, with your pants around your ankles, go get a belt, and you went and got a belt, you're fine, right? Like that's just the, that's the expense of taking her out. So like, even though it's shitty for Cat that that's happening, I don't necessarily disagree with. Being like, here's 30 bucks. Because, like, think about it from, like, a parent's standpoint, right? Here's $30. Go see a movie. Leave the house for a couple of hours. You know? <laughs> Don't come back. Make sure you knock. <laughs> you know? I mean, okay. <laughs> I see what you're trying. Like, I, I, I get I get the argument. But I I just think it's just, she's a person. <laughs> she's a person. I mean, the worst thing, in my opinion, the worst thing this woman does is rip posters off of what I, 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 that bothers me. That bothers me that she rips the posters off. I was like, somebody okay. from student council is trying very hard. Okay. She's this always is... around putting these up posters up. You're ripping them down because, you know, you don't love love and that's fine. But leave them up. Everybody needs these. I don't. I don't understand that. I, I, it bothers me. On it. Maybe it's because I used to be on student council. I'm like mm, that was this that was effort. Like, what early two thousands, late nineties? This uh, printing was not easy to do back then. Full you, color. Full, full color. Color. That's the entire school bu- school uh, council budget right there. You just ripped yeah, down. yeah yeah like you anyway. So like I just feel like if you maybe okay if it was just like oh. Let's find somebody that likes her and maybe I'll bankroll him. That's different than right. go out with this person that you don't like so I can go out with somebody I don't like. I mean, you never love when you're at a bar and it's you and your friend and you find out you're talking to like the way, the, like the other guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You're like, the oh, friend. okay, yeah. like you're a distraction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eh, I get your point there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, I, I, this felt flimsy to me to begin with, but I was like, I, I just feel say, like... If he was bankrolling it, if it was just kind of like, listen, like, I know you like this girl, so, like, I mean, I'm going to... I'm going to give you all the money to go out with her. Here's the money to take her to the movies tonight. Yeah, that's fine. I'm down for that. And I think that's kind of what I'm saying, is that there's some, like... I think they their gray space there, and I think largely because of Patrick's insistence, where he's like, because mm-hmm. he starts off being like, "Well, I need to take her to the movies. I need popcorn. I need all yeah. the rest, so it's going to be this much." And then he, Patrick himself drives the price up, and it's kind of that like in for a penny, in for a pound thing. Yeah. Now here's the other thing, and I like I I'm gonna catch such shit from you on this. <laughs> okay. With Joey, which is their his relationship with Cat. Mm-hmm. So it's revealed that they slept together. Yeah. Kat said she does not want to have sex anymore. Mm-hmm. And that he broke up with her. Which is a shitty thing to do. Like it is shitty to feel that the uh that someone's affections or uh interest in you is based solely on sex. I'm yeah. not gonna deny that. But also if those things aren't aligned, you know what I mean? Like if people's expectations and mm-hmm. uh, and comforts aren't necessarily aligned, I don't see breaking up as necessarily a bad thing, though I will doubt high school students could have a mature conversation about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just got to look at Joey like, um, thank you for doing me a favor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Oh, I don't have to look at your modeling photos anymore. That's going to be great for me, actually. And yeah, I I don't like him is the other thing. But like, I also feel like like they so they break up and Mm -hmm. he actually. uh, She wants him not to tell anybody that they dated. And he for multiple years has gone along with that and has not told anybody you know under fear of being told his dick is small 
but she's so uh, outcast from the rest of the social aspect of school that if she said that his dick is small, I don't think anyone would necessarily believe her. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. keeping this secret just on his own volition. And the fact that they are both making each other's lives difficult is, I'm going to put it on kind of both of them. Like they oh, have an I antagonistic exactly, relationship. Yes. No, they both do it. I think they both do it actively. And I would say that's an even thing. Like they're, And I, I get that. They're both exes. They're like, I still have venom towards you. And they both have that. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that makes sense to me. You know what Joey didn't do? Joey didn't go through all of Kat's personal items. Um, he didn't do that. And I think that's an important point to note that Cameron, Cameron with does. his grabby little fingers went through this girl's room and was like, okay, so with his, with her sister going, okay, like, Ooh, she has, Oh, okay. This is the one I own. I was like, okay, that's, that's the line for me. I, I, I disagree on this one, but she's like, Ooh, black panties. That means that she either, you know, you know, like she wants to have sex. You don't buy black panties if you don't want somebody to see them. And I'm like, of course people buy black panties without the intent of people seeing them. What do you say? I can't dress for me. Oh, you know, I'm getting dressed for me. Come on. It it doesn't matter what you're allowed to dress for you. Putting on an article of clothing does not give intent for anything. Okay. No, no, that's very true. That's insane. Okay. Ooh. (laughs) Also, she turned to me. I'm like that. You're such a teen. You're 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 like a small boy in that in that instant. Like, look at the underwear. What do you do? Why did you even go through her underwear drawer? What were you? What information is held in an underwear drawer that you were looking for specifically? <laughs> I well, ask. Apparently, you. photos of Jared Leto, which was such like a weird reference for like she's into pretty boys, and I was like. Ah. Why Jared? Like that's that's a one. I don't know. For me, that was one reference that I was like, that really did not hold up. Mm-hmm. Like no, yeah. Well, I think that's fair. <laughs> that didn't hold up. I just love when he just like, what do you say? You don't think I'm pretty? <laughs> like yeah, I meanwhile, just, the I prettiest sc- of boys. Oh my god, I'm scr- I could scream at the screen like you're the prettiest one. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> you have more flowing hair than Julia Stiles does in this movie. <laughs> Undefeated. Undefeated. Oh, my God. I, 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 okay. Here's and a that's side why thing. People, that's why people like really were unhappy when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker because they're like, that pretty boy? Yeah. Like that, you know? I mean, it worked. But it, yes. But everyone obviously. doubted him to begin with. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally get that. But like even, okay, I'm somebody, I, oh. I think I've talked about this a few times on the podcast. I do not understand being serenaded or sung at or any of that. It's so awkward as a concept to me. And still, even in that scene, I'm like, yes, pour (laughs) all this on me. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I want to be there. You're singing for me. (laughs) Like, oh, for sure. For days, I was like, (laughs) it's the only time I've seen in my mind where I'm like, yeah, that would work for me. Actually, (laughs) this is the this is the one. You know what I think it is? I think it's that he's making a fool of himself. Yeah. Oh, yes, that he he understands this is embarrassing. Yeah. Because the war... Yeah, you know what? You're right. That is exactly what it is. Because I think when you get sung at or serenade, whatever you want to call that, okay, there's an element of like, do you not understand how awkward this is? <laughs> like, like, we're... Especially when it's just like one-on-one and like... You're in a room and you're like, you know, I we could just put on music. That would be good. <laughs> That'd be great. It'd still feel personal. We could have a moment. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I think it's also like she's on the soccer field, right, with the whole soccer team. Mm-hmm. And I think there is some ambiguity as to who necessarily it is directed at. Because I don't think any like many people knew that Kat and Patrick were like dating or seeing each other. So yeah. it's just kind of this guy who's bribed the band to like, you know, play this song. The the marching band somehow adds to it too. And is making a fool of himself. 
And it's 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 very um it's like throwing himself in front of the bus, right? It's mm-hmm. like I embarrassed you, and now I'm going to embarrass myself as penance, uh, penance right? Oh yeah, I, and I lo- think that's oh, why. Oh my god, I loved it. Can, okay, I'm just going to veer off into another topic, just really quick. Can we talk about how? These, okay, the groups they describe in this high school off the top of this movie are the strangest high school groups I've ever heard of in my life. I was, I forgot about that. I was crying. I had to read some of these out. The coffee kids, okay, you know, in your you got the coffee kids, the white Rastas, the cowboys, and the future MBAs. And I was like, that is the weirdest way (laughs) Like, and then there was like just the general cool kids and that was it. Yeah. And that is just the funniest way to describe groups of people. It, I didn't quite clock it. And I think I sort of, I I think I like blended it with this. There's a similar scene in Mean Girls. Yes, there is. Yes. Uh, And I think I like combined the two of them and like didn't really stop and pay attention how ridiculous it is that Cowboys was one of them. Cowboys! Coffee kids. I was like... Who? <laughs> Just say they're the drama kids. For yeah. the love of God, we, the, the, we know the, the coffee kids are the drama kids. That's how that works. Some and some categorizations are eternal. You know what I yeah. mean? You say the drama kids, we all know what you mean. You know, <laughs> uh, the burnouts, we know what yeah. you mean. The the jocks, we know what you mean. The popular kids, we know what you mean. The student council people, like those are the groups. You know. Oh, somebody got creative on that, and I yeah. liked it. I yeah, like that's it. True, actually. It's, yes, somebody had some to... fun in a writer's room, and I'm about that. Yeah, because we didn't have to sit through the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. We're like coffee kids, cowboys. Kids. The future MBAs has got to be like the weirdest. And like yes. it's their party that they crash, and like oh. <laughs> don't touch anything, fellas. <laughs> oh, that must be the brie. Yes. You're, like, you're getting Brie delivered? What? The- <laughs> <laughs> you look like you have three refrigerators. Like, what are you uh, saying? Yes. Yeah. So um, good. But I can't believe how hard that party pops off. It's and a literal just- invasion. Like, people show, like, the party was somewhere else. They yes. had to organize that everyone would arrive at the same time with all the supplies. To take over. Do you, do you, there was a staging area for that party. Do you realize that? Speakers. Like, you had to have, like, a like a dolly for that. Like, Yeah. There was somebody calling the shots, being like, keg, go, 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 go. Music. Music after that. Uh, you know, I forget yeah. what else. Fighting guys, you're on deck. You're in there next. Like Fighting guys. There was always somebody fighting in that school, it felt like. <laughs> Even when they do that long shot at the end where they're panning out of the parking lot, for some reason, there's like three guys fighting. Really? <laughs> Did I you notice that? Too? Yes. So they come out and they're like at the very, very end after... Um, after uh, Kat receives her guitar from the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from the money, from all the dates, you know, that's a very nice scene, whatever. They pan out and it's just like this, these kids fucking fighting. They're so, this parking lot is the most populated parking lot I've ever seen. Pulling out of this parking lot must be a fucking nightmare. Yes. Um, an absolute fucking nightmare. I also love how, um, sorry, I can never remember his name. I just keep thinking of his dick face. Anyway, dick face. Um, (laughs) When he drives out in his little bike and she swears at him, I'm like, yeah, get the fuck off the road, you fuck. And then he immediately does it again with another vehicle and then veers off again. And I'm like, yes, everybody should be swearing at you. (laughs) You do not know how to do that. Um, Listen, if you guys don't remember, this movie dead ass ends on a rock <laughs> what is it i think it's like letters to cleo on yeah, top of the school <laughs> but great i want you to want that version of i want you to want me is a fucking banger oh it's uh, an absolute banger with them on top of the school for absolutely no reason at all is the perfect way to end this movie yes. it is it's exceptional it's just so meaningless and great and i love it it's so me. This this movie's actually pretty music heavy. Like I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, this soundtrack. I love this soundtrack. It pops for sure. Um, I do think we do need to cycle back though. We talked about the musical number, but 
what that's um, saying that what that's an apology for is to me fucking insanity. So Cat is mad at he's Ledger's character because he didn't want to kiss her when she was fall down drunk with a concussion. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I was uh, like, yeah. you can't be mad mm-hmm. about that. You know, you can mm-hmm. feel maybe a little like dejected in the moment, but in the in the sober light of the next day, you go, well, that guy just uh, that guy just went up in my books. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Made sure I, I got I home totally safe. I totally agree with that. I one hundred percent agree with that. When he said no, 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 like not right, because I think okay. Here's how I think this movie wants us to read this, right? Because earlier in the movie, we've already established that it's kind of fine and funny to make out with a really, really drunk girl. Like, yeah, thank you. Just- like he kind of like this girl gets passed off to another guy. She's like, oh, let's make out. He goes, no, make out with him. She does. And every time they go past the guy, he's like, oh, thank you so much, man. Right. It's just like this little like tight little moment. Right. So I think what the movie wants us to think is that he's not kissing her because it's a bad like because he's getting paid. And it's like, oh, that's a little uncomfortable. But I'm like. Right now, as I'm reading, I'm like 100% to me now as watching that. I'm like, yes, yes, you, you're so wasted. You hit your head. You puked, which is like, uh, should you go to the hospital? Maybe? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just a general idea. But like, I guess like her dad's a doctor. So like maybe, maybe it's fine. But either way, yeah, don't. She just threw up also. That's another yeah. point. Let's make that point. I don't think anybody, that can be a pass. That's allowed yeah. to be a pass. And even if there was no reason at all, you're allowed to just go, not right now. Yep. Without being like, well, fuck you. <laughs> Nobody turns down these tits, motherfucker. <laughs> like, no. Okay. Check yourself. <laughs> Am I wrong? Is that no. too far? Am I too no, far? you're absolutely correct. And <laughs> I, and like in defense of Kat, you know, like she's she's criticized as being like so antisocial and mm-hmm. so uncool and rejected. I was like, she is legitimately the coolest person in this entire movie. Hands down. A bit much sometimes? Yes. Yeah. Uh if that's but if that's the level that like uh if that's the worst that a teenager rises to is a bit much sometimes great oh plus honestly okay i know this has like it's it's negative i get that but like if somebody called me a shrew i'd be like fucking sick that sounds awesome (laughs) like to me that just sounds like i you know i live in a hut and perform like spells in the woods you know what i mean like it just sounds cool i would absolutely want to be called a shrew i love it I think yeah. that's a fun sounding name and I just would be fine with that. You'd own it sort of thing. Like you'd oh, be like, damn right, yes. I'm a shrew. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I'm not saying everybody needs to. I'm just saying to my ear, like that's kind of fun for me. Right. Uh, I would be okay <laughs> with that. Like people being like, oh, you know, oh like, what do they call her? The principal. Oh, the principal's great. I love the principal. <laughs> oh, that, no. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. The, uh, the guidance counselor. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Allison um, Jenny again, who we talked about on the way, way back. Bonus so good. She's writing a romance novel the Fuck, whole movie. So <laughs> but she's like, yeah, you know, like people call you like a what's that term? Um, heinous bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What an I wrote, honor. <laughs> I wrote it down as like uh, as a quote. It's like she's. Uh, uh, do you know what people say about you? I'm tem- tempestuous, which is such a pretentious word to use. And she just comes right back with heinous bitch. Heinous it's bitch. Like, I was like, oh, this ain't your grandfather's Shakespeare is what we're doing here. Um, Yeah, I I do need to do this little rant before we (laughs) stop. Fuck Shakespeare. Fuck Shakespeare. (laughs) They have the the scene in this movie where the the English teacher is like raps a Shakespearean sonnet. And I'm like, first of all, fuck that. But also fuck teaching Shakespeare in high school. I know I'm going to get all kinds of DMs from uh, English majors and things like that Mm -hmm. being like, you have to study Shakespeare. He's so important to English. Fuck off. No, it's not English. No, 
It's not English. It's not English. I've spoken English my entire life, and if you need an entire second page to translate what you're reading, it's insanity. Do you realize, Rebecca, I send out emails asking for a date, a time, and a place, and I get responses with, sounds good. Like, if that's the level of reading comprehension that people are going to, why are we wasting four years of high school going over plays that aren't even in English. But but he invented words. I don't care who invented but he the words. Invented I don't we words. use them now. <laughs> but he came up with so many ideas. Have you heard of 10 things I hate about you? That's a Shakespeare. Fine, then let's just watch 10 things I hate about you. Let's let's continually rip <laughs> off Shakespeare. And I'm not saying it's without any kind of like <laughs> any kind of like educational merit, but like at the high school level, the fact that you every year have to study a play that is not in the language that you currently speak is absolute insanity to me. Teach that in university. Teach that. We don't teach Chaucer anymore. Chaucer is like, you know, the begin. also another Heath Ledger movie. Uh, but uh, we don't teach that anymore because it's not English. And it's the foundations of English, but we don't have to do it. So fuck Shakespeare. There are better <laughs> things. There are, there are more current authors that could be taught. That's it. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> it bothers me every time. That's I really it. wasn't going to... I wasn't expecting you to go on a fuck Shakespeare rant. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Shakespeare. Motherfucker. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I I think I've uh, I've said pretty much. I mean, yeah, I'm good. I think it's probably time for our uh, definitive rankings of how good the villain is. Uh, so I've got the uh, promposal scale this oh, uh, this time. Excellent. I okay. Great. Yes. Okay. Okay. So on uh, a scale of just asking, just <laughs> just ask. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, fireworks and an elephant. Uh, I'm going to give Joe a good, uh, a good, uh, song and dance with the band, you know, a good, okay. uh, good song and dance. Cause it's a bit much, a little tacky, but ultimately kind of harmless. Okay. I, I, I've just, <laughs> I did the, um, groups of kids at this school scale. <laughs> and I'm obviously rating Joey, of course. Um, so I'm going to, from the coffee kids to the white Rastas, which I think we could all agree are the worst. Um, I'm going to give Joey a cowboys. Um, not bad, but embarrassing. Oh my God. (laughs) Take your hat off. Come on. (laughs) Nice. I like it. And, uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, just a couple ways you guys can help out the podcast. So first of all, I just need to say this before I forget. Somebody left us a very nice, uh, iTunes review saying that they want a, they want Rebecca's shut it down on a (laughs) t-shirt. And I have no way to respond to that except for saying, we have it on a t-shirt. VWR uh, store.fromsuperheroes.com. We've got all of our uh, merch up there, our new logo. We've got um, uh, some really cool villain designs. We've got creatures. We've got uh, some Disney villains. We've got uh, uh, some superhero villains. Uh, designs that we had commissioned. So check those out. And as well, every week we sort of switch it up and and, uh, uh, highlight some designs uh, based on the movie we're watching. So check that out. Uh, As well, if you also want to uh, support us on Patreon, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash thevillainwasright. This was an audience choice episode every month. Our patrons vote on what movie they want us to cover the following month. Uh, so if you want your say in what movies we cover, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash the villain was right. Uh, become a two face level, uh, patron and you will get, uh, the ability to vote on things as well at our top tier. You get two bonus episodes every month. Uh, this month it is, uh, the way, way back is my pick and Rebecca has picked the sketch comedy show. I think you should leave. That's going to be a fun one. So check that out. And if you want to get in touch with us at the podcast. As always, you can follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter, Villain Was Right on Facebook, and you can email us if you want to email us anything. Sometimes you guys send us personal stories, which we find very nice. I love it. We read all of them. 
Um, we we do we respond to all of them? Sometimes no, uh, but we read all of them. They're busy uh, people. Yes, we, <laughs> truly, honestly, guys. Uh, sometimes I feel so bad because I'll notice that there's been a Instagram message that I have not res- seen or responded to in two months. So if you have messaged me, I'm not ignoring you. I'm trying to catch up. Uh, and so, guys, if you want to email us directly, that's uh, villainwasright at gmail.com. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. What do you have for us, Craig? Yeah, so um, my hero of the week is uh, returning to stand-up comedy. I prefer, <laughs> Since our last recording session, I have performed my first live stand-up comedy set since uh, lockdown has ended for us here in Ontario. And it, it was very interesting because like, it sort of illuminated... Uh, or it gave me some ideas on like the nature of what a skill is and how we're good at things, which I just kind of wanted to share. Um, so it was like, I, I had three sets booked, one on Wednesday and two on Saturday. So I did my first set back on Wednesday and it felt good to be back on stage, you know, and I recorded the set and I was like, good, it's back. And I felt, I left the stage feeling pretty fine. Then I listened to my uh, set the next day and I was like, oh, I have never said anything funny in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> that did not go as well as I thought. And, you know, I got really preoccupied with thinking like, well, I should have done this or I didn't do this or uh, I should have, you know, I, I should or didn't do that or whatever. And uh, then on my next set, the Saturday, I was doing the same material and I went way better. It, it went really well, actually, I would say. Like, it was a full 180, and it was because I did that. I should have done this. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Which brings me to my point, which is that if you are at all, if there's any skill or hobby or, or activity that you did before and have not been able to do and are worried about getting back to it, don't be. Because your skill was never in that thing. Your skill wasn't at being good at that thing. The skill that you've developed through all your practice is actually observing where you went wrong and compensating, right? Yeah. It's it's the ability to recognize and improve. And that's what I did. And it's like we, we always hear this, uh, the metaphor or the, uh, the the example of riding a bike, right? It's like, it's like riding a bike. You never forget. But what I feel people miss in that is that when you haven't ridden a bike in a while... When you get on, it's wobbly as fuck. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't remember how to ride a bike. You remember how to compensate when you p- pull yourself off of center, right? You remember to go, whoa, 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 and you bring your back self to center. So oh, th- like that's, that was such a revelation for me, realizing that it's like the skill is not necessarily being good at it all the time. It's, it's the skill is building up being able to, to compensate and improve. And you're not going to lose that skill. That's the thing that you've built up and you still have. So even if you're rusty, go out and do it. Don't be worried about it. You still have the skill to like <laughs> observe yourself and improve upon it. So that's just what I wanted to share. That's my hero of the week. Positivity. Yeah. How about you? That's Rebecca? great. You got? Oh, I'm just, I got just like a positive little note. I just, uh, I felt really happy that this is the first time in a while that I felt like I did something impulsive. I know that sounds such like a weird thing, but... I just feel like that's something that we've kind of lost in the last little bit. There's not as many opportunities for impulsivity. And I honestly, last week I woke up one day and I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm dead. I'm dragged out. I can't, I like, I'm, I need, I need to break free. I need to feel different right now. And I literally just called my friend and was like, can you pick me up in Ottawa, like the train station in Ottawa at 1030 tonight? And she was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. And then I did it. So I just like bought a train ticket. I was like, screw it. Let's go. Bought a train ticket. Got on the train. You know how bad this is that I like the train again? (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, I'm traveling. I wasn't even like, I just didn't, it didn't matter what went wrong on the train. I just wouldn't complain about anything because I'm like, I'm on the train. (laughs) Like I'm fucking on the train. I woke up this morning with a different plan. (laughs) And I just got to stay at a really nice cottage for a few days. And it was just so lovely and such a reset. I felt so good. So my friend that picked me up at 1030 at night in Ottawa on a Tuesday is my hero of the week. (laughs) I'm so glad that you. Yeah. Get away. Oh, that's beautiful. 
You just went. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. I was I just, I woke it. up and I was like, nope. <laughs> just got, oh, my God. You, you know when you feel like every t shirt's choking you? Like, ah, ah, I just, I gotta do something. Rebecca just walked out the door and didn't even close it behind her. She's yeah. just like, I'm gone. <laughs> And just showed up in Ottawa twelve hours later. Yeah, so that's kind of that's just my 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 hero of the week is just you know buddies that are willing to go along with your impulsivity. I guess. Um, anyway, guys, that's uh, first this week. Um, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, and you can follow me at uh, Craig Fay Comedy on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Craig Craig uh, for show dates and that does it for us this week on The Villain Was Right uh, check us out next week when we're doing the much requested Law Abiding Citizen and until then uh, this is The Villain Was Right reminding you not to pay somebody to date your sister <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network for more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. 